Welcome to the Hammer Lane, a private podcast dedicated to the employees of Enterprise Transportation. Your host and Vice President of Trucking, Casey Teague, will cover topics that are important to you, our favorite employee. Posted once a month, we hope you find this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. From interviews answering your questions, we'll try and cover all that's relevant to our business. If you have questions you'd like addressed, email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. That is, again, thehammerlane at eprod.com. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Hammer Lane. Uh, today, we have a special guest. Uh, most of you, if you're in the field and you see this man coming through the door, you probably are about to have a bad day if he's there to visit with you. That is uh, Chris Losey. Chris Losey is uh, our corporate security, and I uh, appreciate you coming and, and joining in with the podcast, Chris. Good to be here with you, Casey. Um, you trucking guys are amongst my favorite in, in, in the company, to be honest with you. I, I, don't, I don't know what little boy didn't grow up looking at trucks. Well, I, n- I never grew out of it, you know, and, and I still get excited when I see them on the road. So, uh, <laughs> Especially, but, I do too, the blue and I, white ones. I always stretch my neck. Oh, who is oh, that? I do too. I do too, and, and pointed out to my grandsons not too long ago, and, and Casey was gracious enough to give me a model truck, and it's – Oh yeah, <laughs> it's prominently displayed. Although the the kids broke the bumper off of it, like hey, some, only, some of you guys you out there will break it every now and then. So <laughs> hit but, a deer. Uh, it's good to be here with you. Yeah, good deal. I appreciate it. And and I asked Chris to come down because, man, when you talk to Chris, it it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, he's got insight um, into uh, the inner workings of enterprise and and uh, the good and the bad, unfortunately. Um, and he is, well, I'll let you tell us a little bit about your, your background prior to enterprise and, and uh, how long you've been at enterprise. Sure. This is my sixth year with a company, um, and life prior to enterprise, um, you know, I got married really, really young and had some mouths to feed. So I worked at the Texas prison for five years while I was going to college. And then, then I hired on to the Houston police department, did a little bit of everything there. Um, did patrol and a gang task force, a tactical unit. I, I worked dope, um, homeland security, and then uh, burglary and theft and cyber and financial crimes for for over a decade. And retired there after twenty one years. So. Twenty twenty one years. And what years you were at Sam Houston? What uh, when when you went to when you worked at the prison? Were you at Sam? At, from ninety to ninety five. Okay. I, I didn't finish then. It took me about eleven years to finally get it done. But, uh, <laughs> that, hey, that's <laughs> but our, we, we we call that non traditional. That's right. We we finally got it done. So. Yeah. So and so we were there at the same time. Um, I graduated in ninety three. Okay. And yeah. uh, and Chris has uh, has two your two kids are in the in the military. Right. Yep. The, well, the oldest was just medically retired. Okay, that's the, right. The two yeah. older boys are, are army. Yeah. So who? Uh, yeah. Good, good deal. So we have a connection there. Um, but uh, I thought it would be good. I mean, the the holiday we're coming up on the holiday season. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. By the time they hear this, Veterans Day will have already uh, taken place. Um, but uh, um, it is coming up. Uh, and then we've got uh, the Christmas holiday season, and it's unfortunate. Uh, there is an awful lot of crime, and, and you start really hearing about it um, over the over the holiday season. What what kind of stuff do our guys need to be watching for? Yeah, you know, if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of outline 
what we do for the company. Yeah, go you know, ahead. You mentioned the great. bad stuff and, 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 you know, whether it be HR or sometimes leadership or corporate security, we walk into the building and nobody wants to see us. But, you know, I've tried to get better about being transparent about what we do because sure. the bad stuff is just a small part of what we do. I may miss some of it, but, it, you know, our, our tasks are internal and external investigations, whether it be criminal or administrative in, in nature. Um, you know, that's one of the core things that we do. But we're also tasked with physical security response to all criminal activity across our assets. Um, we, we monitor threat intelligence from, from a local level, a statewide level, national level, and geopolitically, um, which is crucial in, in this time that we're in. Um, fraud and, and cyber investigations, internal and external threats, you know, whether it be, you know, w- this is a special place. Enterprise is, is, is a unicorn, honestly. I mean, uh, I say it all the time, but I wasn't mad at anybody when I, when I came here. I mean, this sure. is a special place. Yeah. And the, the, the fiscal conservatism of the company is, I mean, you're driving that road and you stay around for 20 years, you're redneck rich. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's that's the reality of it. Um, we, we do executive and dignitary protection. Um, there's just a lot of different training and outreach. Um, we also have oversight for all of our regulated facilities. So the security compliance for our waterfront hmm. facilities and our CFATS facilities. That's Josh Noble's primary uh, function there. What, what is what, CFATS? What is that? What is Chemical that? Facility Anti-Terrorism Act. Okay. Um, so Josh liaison, liaisons with Department of Homeland Security and the Coast Guard for, you know, the federal regulations, as you know, especially on the DOT side. Um, they're, they're pretty extensive. So, you know, and there's a lot guys, of different things. Josh is uh, one, of his, one, one of the guys that works for Chris. Right. Yeah, Josh Nobles works downtown here. And then we have Billy Bush, who's out at Mont Bellevue. Right. He does all the same things we do, but he also oversees the private guard force down there. And isn't he a retired police officer, too? Yeah. Okay. He's a all retired right. officer. Yeah. So, we, you know, we do a lot of different things. And, and you know, not to, not to be cliche, I know where the rubber meets the road, and it's, and it's you guys. And, and, you know, I can't say enough that we're here to support you guys. I don't know if you saw the recent um, security alert that we put out. It's the second one. And it was on the heels of the Hamas attack in in Israel. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them myself. I don't think I've seen it. Okay, it probably it, went to my CC mail folder. Yeah, it, it was. You know, it's one of those things. I encourage you to bring it back out. Maybe maybe read it at, at you know one of your morning calls or safety meeting. And you'll notice when you pull it up the line I've got down there. I specifically mention our truckers and our mariners because of the visibility you guys have out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not big on the buzz terms. I kind of don't like if you see something, say something, because it just right. sounds cheesy. Yeah. But, but it's it's the best one we have. And your guys, your team out there has visibility that nobody else in this company has. You know? Sure. They know the roads. They know the neighborhoods. They know <laughs> where, where not to go. They know where to be leery of. Um, and I just can't say enough for all of us, both personally and professionally, that – if you see something that doesn't seem right, that you know is not right, or just have a gut feeling, please make that call. Yeah, and these guys, uh, I, I know there have been several occasions where uh, there has uh, been some uh, odd activity on crude leases, right? And it's through the driver network that we've been able to pick up on that. Right. Haven't heard about that in a long time. Yeah. But it has has happened in the past. You know, for moving moving into into the 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 
you know, your low probability, high impact, what, what I've traditionally said are low probability, the, the terrorism-related activities, um, we, we have not been at, at a greater risk for that than any time since 9-11 right now. Yeah, and I mean, I'll tell you, that's, that's something that we don't – we probably need to talk more about that because we are, we are ripe uh, oh. for something like that. And, and maybe it's just we're naive because – you know we're in the we're in the United States and that kind of thing just doesn't happen here, right? Uh, but it does and it, it certainly can. And, and you know I, I'm a realist when it comes to everything. It, it's uh, it, it's it's not if but when. Yeah. No. You I, know all the politics of the border, um, notwithstanding the politics of the border, reality is we've had tens of thousands of people come over the border from nation states that want to kill Americans. Period. Right. Yeah. And they're not crashing planes into buildings anymore. They're walking into a supermarket in Boulder, Colorado and shooting it up, or they're driving through a crowd of pedestrians. And that's what, the, that's what terrorism is now. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's a very real threat. So again, professionally and personally, whether you're at the grocery store, at the convenience store, at your kid's school, please, please, please be conscious of, of that risk because it's there. Yeah. So you, you guys do a lot and I, I never really, because it's, it's typically, um, you know, when we have uh, a suspicion that, um, <clears throat> you know, we've had a break in or something has gone missing uh, at one of our terminals. That's the kind of stuff that, right. uh, that I think about, you know, you and your team right. taking care of, but there's a whole lot more to it. Yeah, there, there is. And you know, that's, uh, you know, the violent crime issue in, in, in the United States is, you know, we're at 80s crack epidemic rates in almost every major urban center in this country. Again, the politics, the socioeconomic piece of it, I don't know, but the reality of it is we're just not keeping bad people in jail. Yeah. You know, folks that hurt people. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, these agencies are, you know, they were understaffed and underfunded before it became cool, and, and they're having trouble with the violent crime, much less addressing the property crime. And one of the things I like to try and emphasize, and I know you know this, Casey, from some of the things we've done in the past, it's hard for me to figure out what we're missing when we don't know what we have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, especially in, in, in your transportation business, almost everything you have is, is portable yep. and can be monetized. Yeah. Whether it be tools in the shop or something on the rig, whatever the case might be, it, We've got to know the make, model, and serial number of that. Yeah, um, I think we've come a long way. Yeah. I mean, when I got here, uh, I tell people uh, often I was I came in as the maintenance guy. Mm -hmm. I was I was uh, the Chad Bishop, and uh, we had no way of uh, or no system to keep inventory of all our repair parts. Mm -hmm. We rolled one out. It was antiquated. Once it was rolled out, it was still a pretty antiquated system but it was better than than uh than what we had which was nothing and uh fast forward and we've got chad bishop in there and he's done i mean just yeoman's work getting mm -hmm. that stuff straight right um, with uh, our latest system called fleet eo which is amazing we've got really good accountability of our repair parts um however we have a long way to go sure because I can think of crude oil working equipments. Well, when when I was really looking at it, it was about fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars for a truck for for mm -hmm. one set. I'm sure that's probably closer to two thousand dollars now. 
Right. I can't tell you how many sets of that stuff we have out there. Right. It's not accounted for. Yeah. Um, you know, we know we're supposed to have uh, a set on a truck, but you know, if it goes missing, it's it's awful difficult for right. us to uh, to uh, track that down. And we've seen that. You know, it's it's every department in the company that they can do better, and I think there's a, there's a push to improve that because honestly, that those losses cost all of us money. Yeah. You know, whether it be our four hundred one or unit price, you know, the company's profitability, um, it it matters, and, yeah. and it's death by a thousand cuts. And you know, one of the things a lot of people don't know. You know, absent somebody being caught in the act, the only viable way to to recover that property is if we know the make, model, and serial number. Yeah. Even even your smallest law enforcement agencies, they're all now tied into what's called leads online, and it it, it scrubs eBay, it scrubs all your your, your third party sales sites, your scrap yards, your pawn shops. And it does it by those identifiers. Really? And very successful at recovering that. Because eventually, it turns up at one of those places. Sure. Facebook Marketplace? Right. And they have a compliance and a, and a legal and regulatory obligation to report that data. And then it gets synced. And we have recovered a lot of property that, that's of value. But, you know, many times we don't have that information. Yeah. Yeah. I know um, um, Josh... Um, Help me out. Last name, retired Navy SEAL, Josh Wynn. Yeah, Josh yeah. Wynn yeah. Um, is is working hard to uh, get our inventory stuff yeah. straight across the company. And, and and again, I keep saying personal and professional. You know, I do you have every serial number off every gun you have? No, somewhere I, I don't. Yeah, no. I mean that's something that that we should all have. You know, yeah, any valuable jewelry or anything like that. Yeah. Hey, take the opportunity. To, and I tell people all the time, it doesn't have to be a spreadsheet. doesn't have to be software. It can be a cell phone picture. Just sure. take that cell phone picture and, and tuck it away. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I probably should. And that, hey, that's a good recommendation for everybody out there. I know we have some gun owners. Mm-hmm. You know, guys like Chad Woods probably has every serial number written down in a spreadsheet locked away somewhere. I think that guy's got an underground vault, doesn't yeah, he? Probably. Something like that. I would. I w- it wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> he gets those things out and caresses them yeah. every oh, weekend yeah. or something. I don't uh-huh. know. He's a gun fanatic for sure. So, mm-hmm. um, what what kind of things keep you up at night around here? What's what's the the one thing that you're just like, oh man. There's, there's quite a few of them. You know, there's always been volatility in, in, in people, their, their emotions, it, it seems, in the last few years. Or it's, again, it's always been the case. But, you know, people that have true mental health challenges or substance abuse challenges, you know, from a formal term, we call them an insider threat, you know, a disgruntled employee, um, somebody's gone off the rails for for whatever the case might be. That's one of them. Uh, another one, yeah, of course, the terrorism. The terrorism threat is, but but from a more realistic viewpoint, a more likely scenario, it's your guys and the pipeline technicians and these folks that are out there by themselves um, in in honestly rural and remote areas. Um, you, you know, I, I all of us have a. I have a false sense of security to a degree. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, what I do, you know, I preach situational awareness. But I think any of us that are driving down that road looking at those cows or seeing that seeing that plume of dust behind you, you just feel better. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the country. Yeah. And and you, you get this idea that all the bad shit happens in, in, in the big city. Yeah. But the reality is out there with those cows and on that dirt road or that lease road, you've got all the same problems you have in the big city. You got folks that have real mental health challenges, they've got substance abuse challenges. They hate the government. They hate big oil. They didn't get the mailbox check. They're just batshit crazy. Yeah. You know? And your guys are out there amongst those people. And that's one of the, the bigger things. I mean, we've been really, really fortunate. We hadn't had anybody seriously hurt or killed. We've yeah. had some really close calls. And we have in trucking, too. I mean, you, you say that, and it reminded me we had a gentleman that um, – he pulled down a road, and the property owner uh, was not happy about having a truck down that road, and I guess he was complaining and had signs. Um, he says he had signs. Our driver, I know he didn't see anything. Um, he, he pulls in, and uh, this gentleman comes out with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, was, it could have been a really right. bad day. Fortunately, uh, things didn't escalate to that point. Yeah, I was I was engaged. I was involved in that case. That was yeah. in Garvin County, Oklahoma. And I'll never forget sitting in the sheriff's office. And, and you know, that, that landowner actually fired a shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't remember if he did or not. He did fire a shot. and not He fired it in the air. Right. But he's at the cab of the tractor. He's talking to the driver. The driver can't – he can't go forward and he can't go backwards without some real work. Yeah. Um, and he did a phenomenal job of being calm. He's on the phone with 911. He's, he's trying to talk the landowner down. Um, but that was a very dangerous, very dangerous person. And, you know, I went up there, met with the sheriff. We did the investigation. They filed charges on him, but they wouldn't go serve the warrant. Because, because he was that right. dangerous. They didn't want it to turn into a wake. He was he was one of these, I forget what they call him now, one of these folks that doesn't acknowledge the government, no driver's right. license. Yeah. He's one of those guys. And there's a lot of them out there. Huh. They stay quiet. Yeah. You only hear about it when there's a shootout with the police or something like that. Right. But there's a lot of those people. Oh, be Especially darn. in Texas um, and across the South. They, uh, in that particular case, they he's like, We'll put him in jail. I'm going to do it, but we're going to wait till he's in town. We can control the situation. Yeah. That guy was that dangerous. Yeah. Did they ever get him? Yeah. Yep. They did? He ended up going to jail. I'll be darned. Okay. Yep. I did not know that. That's but good, it took, good it took time, you know. And, yeah. and, I mean, it was the right decision from a law enforcement standpoint. Yeah. But uh, those folks are out there. Yeah. So there was another instance, a driver in Hobbs. This Shane Malden was um, – uh, the terminal manager in, in our Hobbs terminal at the time, middle of the <clears> night, uh, one of our drivers just driving down the highway, uh, passenger vehicle pulls up on the shoulder and uh, puts a few rounds in the side of the cab, and uh, you know tore up the tore up the cab, scared the driver. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, the the car drove off, and, right. and you know the driver was okay; he didn't get hit. But yeah, there's some whack jobs out there yeah. for sure. Yeah, you just, there are. You just never know. And I mean that's a great question. That that is that is probably for, you know on a daily basis the the single largest concern I have. Whether you know, it's your guys and that's the majority of them. But the pipeliners and and the techs that are out there on the weekends at night. Have you? Um, so there was that movie that that came out. I, I guess it's it's out. The one about blowing up a pipeline. Right. Have we have we seen? I don't know if you can share any of that stuff, but. Have you seen anything like that? People plotting to there th- that 
movie developed a pretty large following. Um, and, and if, you know, for you folks that don't know, the, the movie was released to theaters nationwide on April 7th. It, it is based upon a book by the same name. It's a, a Swedish climate scientist that wrote it called How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Just the title of it is, is an outrage. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's an open provocation for people to, to attack critical infrastructure. And, uh, yeah, ironically, it's from what I've heard in security circles, it's got a pretty large following online. For some reason, the neo-Nazis have picked up the torch huh. uh, of that. And, you know, part of the, part of the problem with, with any of these folks, whether it be the, the climate justice people or, or a social issue now, Israel, Palestine, um, whatever the case might be, the the racial thing, economics, you name it. You know the 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 folks that are driving that the the organization, say a Greenpeace or something like that, that's driving that. They, you know, again, I'm a realist; they're in it for the money. Mm-hmm. It's all it's it's about the money. But there's a large segment of society. It doesn't matter what the cause is; they want to tear stuff up and hurt people whether it's climate change or Israel or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Those are the ones that are dangerous for us. Yeah. And, you know, the climate the climate has changed as far as people's attitude toward oil and gas. You know, some of our lukewarm support that we used to have, it's, it's now faded. Yeah. Um, because of the narrative that's out there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, Chris, man, I, I really appreciate you. It's always interesting to talk to you. We're coming up on uh, just over 20 minutes here and, I think uh, we probably need to put a bow on this. I'll tell you that uh, Chris has helped me out a lot. Um, and he has got tools uh, in his kit bag. Uh, he will be able to tell you the bubble gum you chewed in the third grade uh, if you ask him. It's it's pretty amazing. And it's been uh, really interesting uh, working with you and uh, appreciate everything you do. Chris comes uh, to our leadership seminar every uh, every year and kind of gives us a security 101 sort of uh, presentation. And it's always uh, really interesting. So thank you, Chris, for everything you do for us and uh, appreciate you coming on and uh, and giving these guys something to listen to in the truck. Thanks for having me, and, and thank you guys for, for what you do. Um, I, I really do appreciate it. I'd like to spend more time with you with you folks and I don't know if this term is used anymore, but stay away from the lot lizards, okay, guys? (laughs) Yeah, it's still used. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, y'all be safe. Please, please, please be safe. Enjoy your holiday season, and I will see you on the Hammer Lane. Thanks. This has been a podcast for you, our favorite employee. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Casey and the team. If you would like to submit a question, remember to email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. Again, that's thehammerlane at eprod.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, do the best you can every day.